0: It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. The consequential first week of 2023 ends on Friday, January 6th. It's the day that marks two years since the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Security officials are preparing for a wave of planned protests around the area. Multiple sources telling CNN that the U.S. Capitol Police will have civil disturbance units on standby for a number of protests that have already been granted permits and at the Supreme Court building, too. The increased security measures come out of an abundance of caution and reflect what has become standard protocol now for Capitol Police in the wake of that deadly insurrection two years ago. Also to mark the occasion, President Joe Biden is expected to award the Presidential Citizens Medal to 12 people, including law enforcement officers who were injured while defending the Capitol, a Capitol Police officer who died in the attack, Brian Sicknick, and election workers who rejected efforts by the former guy to overturn the results of the 2020 election. It's also a day where I'm sure the representatives-elect, who have not yet been sworn in because there's no speaker, hope that they'll get a speaker today. But, well, as of yet, that'd be a no. In fact, on Thursday, they held not just three rounds of voting, as they had in previous days, but four. Rounds seven, eight, nine, 10, Oh, and eleven. Make it five. But five And according to Spinal Tap, these go to 11. But 11 was not the charge. So the battle for House Speaker resumes at noon on Friday again. Now, on Thursday, the would-be Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, continued a string of defeats and multiple rounds of voting before they finally adjourned. So this fight has now become the longest Speaker contest in 164 years. And each failed vote only ups the pressure on McCarthy to end the nonsense. But he's still trying to lock in the 218 votes he would need to win. Talks continue among Republicans after negotiations aimed at winning over McCarthy opponents picked up a bit of steam on Thursday. And reports were that those negotiators said they were moving toward an agreement that would bring McCarthy closer to the number of votes he needs. At this point, It's numbers, and the Republicans have proven they're not good at counting. Maybe they need a little help. One, two, three, four. No, I counted that one before. It is difficult to count. President Biden on Thursday announced a major shift in his immigration strategy that he'll be expanding the use of the former guys administration's pandemic era policy known as Title 42, which lets border agents expel asylum seekers at the border before they've had a hearing. At the same time, though, Biden announced he's expanding a program that would accept up to 30,000 migrants per month from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua and Venezuela, along with a plan to expel just as many from those countries who circumvent the U.S. laws in a speech at the White House. Biden unveiled his plans to visit the U.S. southern border this weekend. He'll stop in El Paso, Texas, where he'll meet local officials and address border security concerns. This will be his first trip to the border as president. Then Biden moves to Mexico early next week where he'll discuss migration issues with President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. The Biden administration is trying to lean on Mexico and other countries in the Western Hemisphere to provide temporary protections to these migrants who fled their home countries. Abortion's back in the news again. The South Carolina Supreme Court struck down that state's six-week abortion ban on Thursday, ruling 3-2 to that the law violated the state's constitution's Privacy protections. Hmm. In the opinion, the court wrote, quote, the decision to terminate a pregnancy rests upon the utmost personal and private considerations imaginable. You think? And then a few hours later, the Idaho Supreme Court upheld three state laws there, including a near total abortion ban and a Texas-style civil enforcement measure. Justice Robin Brody wrote in the majority opinion that abortion was, quote, treated as a crime when the state's constitution was written. So the document doesn't, quote, implicitly protect abortion as a fundamental right. The U.S. Supreme Court in June of 2022 overturned the landmark Roe v. Wade decision that had guaranteed abortion rights nationwide. And finally, good news for a change. We could use some of it. The Buffalo Bills has announced that their injured safety, Damar Hamlin, is awake and showing what they call substantial signs of recovery from a collision on the field in last Monday's game that caused him to go into cardiac arrest. The 24-year-old Hamlin is still described in critical condition, but doctors say he appears to be neurologically intact. And at this point, I think we stop while we're ahead. Good news is a good way to end this. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and The Nicole Sandler Show. I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.